Hell yeah. I'm going to I'm going to Red Rocks tonight, man. I got I had to I had to wear the merch. I'm taking to get a pick at Red Rocks with the cotton. on. All right, all right. Well shit, man. We back. Episode what? Is this 37? Shit, it's 38. 38. Hey, 38. 38, baby. I'm out here like budding now. I'm messing up my own <laughs> my own episode <laughs> numbers. But hey, it's the Kai. We hey, back. Hey. Out here. It's your boys, Ryan and Paul. Come on, man. It's Paul and Ryan. <laughs> no bullshit. No bullshit. Hey. hey, we got our boy Gordo on. Yes, sir. We had to bring Darius back. We had to bring Darius Yo. back. You might remember he uh, he got introduced to y'all on the last episode with Noza. Shout out Noza. Go cop the project. No place like home. Um, but yeah, bro, we had to bring him back because he did he did drop an NFT. Um, if you don't know. Uh, me and Gordo been helping our homie out, Cam, cook up Cam from Care Pack 2. He's got a brand called Amana. So Cam had reached out to Gordo and said, hey, man, I'm trying to drop an NFT. Can you help me out? Let's let's collab on some artwork and let's release that. And that NFT did drop a few days ago. So, yeah, you didn't get your, your uh, regularly scheduled episode on Monday, but we had to sit down with Gordo. So we had to make sure the story was correct. So we're coming to you a few days late, but it's for a very good reason. So explain That's- Gordo, explain who you are and what this drop is all about. All right, so I am um, a graphic designer, um, pretty much a multimedia artist. I did traditional art move, translated to digital art. And now I'm translating over to NFTs now. Um, so pretty much I've just been a graphic designer, mostly mainly all my life and, um, I do music as well, but, uh, I pretty much just made art the forefront of everything right now, um, which is the main focus. Um, I recently, like you said, I recently linked up with, um, a homie hookup, uh, cam over at, uh, Amana brand. And so I've been designing and stuff for him. And so we ended up creating, um, this angel design that we felt was was very unique and dope like um and so i kept telling cam like this is something that we shouldn't like um just put to the side and put in the vault like we need to actually utilize this for something like regardless whether it's for promotion and things like that and so um i had been doing a little bit of research on nfts like for the last couple months and so i had told him like you know what it wouldn't be a bad idea to create it as a to make it an nft due to the fact that we can kind of we can change it up. We can change the colorway and actually add and take away from this um, how we see fit. And so he was like, I'm on board. And so that's how we came about with the Mana uh, Kid Angel number one chocolate, uh, which is the first NFT of the series, which will be the Mana Kid Angel series, um, which is we're in series one right now. Um, and so for those that don't know, NFTs are non fungible tokens. Um, basically, they're they're um, non-tangible, but tangible at the same time. Um, but they, they're, but you can only source it through a, a cryptocurrency. Um, NFTs primarily being um, Ethereum, um, which is the cryptocurrency that's connected to. Um, but there are other cryptocurrencies that are creating their own version of NFTs as we speak, um, which is kind of like crazy now that the game is like NFTs have hit and now like it's pretty much hitting the ground and running. And so um, I say like NFTs are kind of like 
pretty much the next level for artists um, in regards to getting, uh, in regards to just getting that. Um, getting recognition, say, getting record, proper credit, yeah, getting, uh, and, I think it's more so right. about proper credit because yeah, what well. I know about NFTs so far, like you said, it's, it's connected to the blockchain, it's connected to cryptocurrency, but you have the power to mint however many copies you feel are necessary. So, you know, once you sell something digitally, there's no other copies, there's no other way that they can reproduce it. You know, sort of like how music and Napster was and things like that. You can't really reproduce what you've bought. So you're holding on to the one of one or one wait, of five wait, wait, or wait, something. Wait, 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 wait. Actually, but the crazy thing is we actually are running into an issue with that. Okay. Um, because the thing is people are taking, so let's say you have a 2D design. Yeah. And you have a 2D NFT. People are taking that 2D NFT that they own and creating a 3D version of it. Okay. Right. And, and I was having a conversation with someone with like, how does this work out? Because now there's a 3D version of it, a 2D version of yeah. it, and it's it's really complicated. And so it, 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 it's we're seeing NFTs being altered from the original or either people are making alternate versions of the original now. People find the loopholes already. Where- Exactly. Hey, to that point, to that point, um, it, it certifies the authenticity, right? Which creates value, which establishes the value. So if you create an NFT, right, for like a, a piece of art or a piece of music and, and, and it certifies that value. And how I was understanding, it's funny that you say that because how I was understanding it was, was that if you create uh, uh, other NFTs, you know, mimicking that one, right, to multiplying off of that one, then they might be less valuable than the original one, right? Mm-hmm. And that's how you like certify your value. Am I saying that right? And it, am and I, it, am I thinking kinda, about that correctly? It, you are thinking about it correctly because the thing is, the original will always have that ultimate value, and the things that come right. that are byproducts of it will be lesser of lesser by, of value. But the thing that like is like like we said, like but we're getting to the point where it's like people kind of like can take your idea and take it three D, but when you let the two D in, it's kind of like okay, it's it, it, we're getting this distinction of where okay, is there a copyright infringement, dude? Like, how does this work? Because there was one dude that was explaining, like, so let's say I made this 2D design into a toy. Would I have to get property? Would I have to get royalties or some type of money to the person that actually owns the 2D design that sold at the NFT? And those are questions that are starting to come up, you know? And so as an artist, me personally, I always felt that NFTs were geared for 3D artists, you know? And I, I felt it as a platform for them to be able to capitalize off of their work and get people to collect their work and things like that um but ultimately now i like as we see like 2d artists are stepping in music artists are stepping in and we're we're getting all these different forms of nfts where it's just like now what is really holding the value and how are we holding this value and so right now i say the most the most unique nfts seem to be the ones that are one design but it's translated across multiple forms okay, so like right. I, I i was in a um i was in a group with people yesterday and they were talking about some monkey nft that came out or something like that and i and i like slowly but surely saw like people were like posting like the different versions as their header and things like that and so it's just like it's a simple monkey but they just switch up the outfit for another design they switch up the eyes for another design and so it's like 
like that original one is probably worth the most, but the ones that come after it are as unique, you feel me, which make them have a value. And so that's the ultimate that and so that's the ultimate thing that when you're creating these NFTs or creating these NFT collections, you need to make sure that you're creating something that's unique. And that's what I felt that we had with the Amana Kid Angel series is something that was unique. Like this is something that can be translated across. I can do I can do a multiple things to this and it'll still have its original look, but it'll it'll translate that value across to the platform for me to be able to sell these as a collection. Now, how does the uh, Kid Angel speak to the Amana brand? Um, I feel like, so the Amana brand represents, I don't want to talk about the Amana because I'm not like the, 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 the brand yeah. owner, but it, it, it's the, one of the, one of the, one of the um, taglines is world peace, you know? Yep. And so I feel like angels are, angels are peaceful beings and things and, and things that bring you peace or bring you happiness and joy. And so that was the Amana Kid Angel. And so like what we were trying to do with each NFT is just bring you a piece of joy or bring you a piece of like some peace, you know? And this is the angel that you can say is watching over you now. Now you have the chocolate angel watching over you, or you're gonna have the next one, which will be the Cactus Jack uh, angel will be watching over you, you feel me? Um, so it's just like, that was the idea from it. And like me just being a Kanye fan, I, I always took, I took that line. Um, I know I got angels watching me from the other side, you know, mm -hmm. and that was one of the biggest things that played into like making this an NFT collection. Now you, uh, you went through Rarible for this release. Uh, how's your experience been with them? Just, just, you know, going through the minting process, paying the gas fees, uh, going through the verification for your Twitter on Rarible. I mean, how does, how does that work against some other, uh, other websites like, that host uh, NFTs and things like that? Um, I'd say Rarible was very easy for me to, um, like I haven't been verified yet, but I started that process. And so they usually say it takes about a week to be verified. And so with the other sites that I was looking at, like um, Nifty Gateway, I believe is the name of it. Like there's no way for me to be verified or even become a creator. Like I don't even understand. I, I would have to reach out to them to become a creator to be on a platform. And then it was just like, a lot of work that I felt like Rarible kind of like simplified that, it, like that it was like simplified it, exactly. And so I love Rarible, honestly. Like it's like it, right now, it's my favorite one. Um, and then it's Open Seas, but I didn't look into Open Seas because I didn't know a lot about it. I just when I did my research, Rarible was the only one that kept coming up and was one of the main ones that the YouTubers were posting about. And so the fact that um, I say really pretty much you have to do your own research with each site because like I because I, I went to go mint something on Rarible and then I went to go try to mint the same thing on open seas and there's a total different price mm. of how much it costs to mint something. And so that was the discrepancy that I saw. And so like with that it's just like okay what am I gonna choose to use that's my platform. And that ultimately comes down to the decision on a lot of people go to open space for bidding and stuff like that. And I feel like open space is, um, I mean, open seat, excuse me, um, is, is more affordable and more tangible for the, the lower level people to go get, get, get access to. But, but I feel like Rarible has that same capability. So that's why I chose Rarible because it's more known. It's, um, it's a bigger platform. I'm not saying it's a bigger platform, but it's more known. It has more um, exposure, and it just seems that eventually someone is going to come across your NFT once you're verified. Yeah. 
now not you know speaking on someone coming across your nft you know this is a, a new medium like you say so it, it's not as easy as say like hopping on soundcloud or hopping on some you know streaming platforms and getting to experience the art or going on like say like deviant art or something and immediately yeah. being able to uh, view it and of course to be able to participate or actually purchase some of these nfts you've got to already have a wallet and have some cryptocurrency crypto wallet so yeah. it's kind of like a smaller base um, which brings me to my question on promotion. Um, how have you kind of handled promoting this NFT? Obviously, you know, we're speaking right now, um, but outside of that, you know, on, on Clubhouse and on, on Twitter, on Instagram, um, how has that worked for you getting in with the uh, NFT crowd? Um, I say it's been definitely easy and helpful because um, you have some people that are really very really like ready to help people understand it because they're artists traditional artists that are moving over to this form as well so they're like okay I, I see where the need is and I see that you're trying to learn this process to get to build your art up you feel me and build your get where you want to be in the art mm -hmm. in the art realm and so um, it's been pretty much easy but I have ran into um, some snags where um, like I have to pay for promotion um, where I have to pay for the exposure and yeah. so like there was a like there was a group on there was an nft group on clubhouse and they were talking about um what if we paid 20 like what if we created some type of like rare bore open market space like open seas or something like that but we charge 25 or 20 dollars a month but you get your your nft put in front of collectors that are going to buy it and things like that and i'm like mm it, it kind of changes the game up, you know, like that's kind of different because the thing is, I would assume that these collectors are looking at rare, bro. I would assume these collectors are looking at different gateway and um, open seas, but to primarily make a platform targeting collectors and NFT making creators and charging them to put, put it on there. It's like, okay, is there going to be a guarantee that I make revenue, you know? Yeah. Because the thing is, because the thing is it already costs a lot to, invest in putting money into nft and so if you're making one that's cool you might you probably won't miss out on that much money but if you're making collections that are costing like hundreds to three hundred dollars and no one's buying or looking at this stuff you will lose out on money so that was my yeah. biggest concern with yeah. um with that yeah i was gonna i was gonna say what's the return you know how, how, how yeah, does they, exactly how do they even promote that exactly and so how do you and, and, and that was the question that i was having for them and like they weren't picking people to answer questions and of so like course hey you know what it sounds like you know what it sounds like to me is that this is a a, a new medium a new art form so it's kind of like the wild wild west like a little gold rush everybody wants to get in but now you're going to have all those side businesses too. Hey, you need help promoting? Let me charge you $20, $25 a month. I mean, in music, we kind of already see that all the time. Exactly. Pay to get on stage, pay to get on this mixtape, pay to have, you know, somebody, you know, do a verse or something promo, like that. Promo your shit. Yeah. Exactly. Hey. Like I, I did run into NFT, some NFT uh, IG pages that were, willing to like just post it like just because i was an artist and i was i'm, I'm just now getting in the nft gaming so there were some that were charging so it's just like me i reached out to the people that i saw 
um, or genuine that, that that were genuine and them weren't charging um a buku's amount and so it that's how i've been promoting and it's just like me i i'm a i'm a hustler like i'm mm-hmm. a whatever i come out with i'm gonna post it and i'm gonna post it all day i'm gonna post it until you get tired of seeing it i'm gonna post it until i can't post it no more I think of a status to post it of it mm-hmm. so it's like me i'm just gonna keep posting it and hustling that art myself and right. so like I, I like i told people like i'm willing to negotiate the price of um the nft because the thing is I set it at a price, but Ethereum rose so high that the price is skyrocketing. It's crazy. I, I saw the price you <laughs> set it at too, and I'm like, hey, this is the big leagues now. Like, exactly. I feel like yeah. NFTs can help a, an artist like like yourself or like anybody else who's really just doing the art and take them to a level of like a gallery artist. Usually in the past where it takes you however many years to be at a point to sell your art for 500 a thousand you know a couple thousand now you know you could put it online and i see i'm looking at it like okay 0.1 something ethereum and then i look at the exchange rate and it's like 500 something i'm like hey amana and gordo out here what's up <laughs> man and that, and that and that was the thing that was like the biggest thing that i had was like setting that price you feel me because that's a concern like you don't want to like I've always told artists don't lowball yourself you feel me and that's mm-hmm. one thing I've been working with myself it's not lowballing myself in my regards to my work because I know the dedication and the craft that I put into it you know and so one guy was like one guy was in the NFT group and he was like you guys got to stand on that you know we got to stand on these numbers because at the at the end of the day someone is going to value that number and see it and take it you feel me and I'm like okay that makes sense you know but me being personal, like I want to be able to give art to everybody. And so the thing is, I didn't make multiple copies. I only made one copy. So I was like, you know what? This being that one copy, it has to go for this price. You know, it's it's only right. one of these out here. You know, it's not going to be, oh, it's not going to be multiple versions of the number one chocolate. It's only going to be one version out there. So whoever mm-hmm. buys that version, they have that, you know, yep. and that's going to be exclusive to them, you know, and so that gives it more monetary value for them for when they add it to their collection or possibly want to sell it down the line, you know. And if they and do so sell it down the would, line, you would be able I to get make royalties. royalties. OK, cool. Exactly. And that was the and that's another part that I love about this art NFT game. Artists don't get royalties. We don't we, yep. we sell a piece. We sell a piece. It's gone. Yeah. Exactly. And then the thing is, the only like we might get we might get charged if it's through a gallery or something like that. We don't get royalties when this piece is now sold a couple years later to another collector for millions of dollars. We don't mm-hmm. get royalties. So that's where that's why this NFT game is so crucial to artists. And I I'm hoping that those that are watching this will jump in and not have like, yes, you're going to lose money. We lose money in all, in all situations that we gamble in, but this is ultimately, if we make this market the way we want to and make this community and build it up, this will be a market that will sustain art. Mm-hmm. And that's the ultimate, and that's the ultimate goal of the community is where this is going to be a market that sustains the artists and gives back to the arts. It puts value and power back in the artist's hands. Exactly. Uh-huh. Exactly, because there are people that are creating NFT galleries that are just virtual, you know. Yeah. And so that's the beauty of this as well. Like we're 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 reaching outside of our 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 normal platforms and going beyond, which is where I was like, this ultimately was. I always felt that digital art was the next thing, but then this takes that to a whole level. Now, have you yes, heard? I was gonna ask if you've heard anything about people taking nfts and producing them in real life because i feel like i've heard some stories where 
someone's trying to figure out either either the artist is trying to put a clause in their digital nft and say hey when you download this it'll also come with with instructions to print out or or the person who's oh, buying yeah, it is trying a, to a figure 3D. out yeah how to how to do that have you heard anything hey yeah, man i'm actually have oh, go ahead before I answer that i want to say this man i'm an art collector i have original pieces of art that i've purchased from artists and man, for me to have like a, a chocolate angel in the front room, you know, in the case with wallet number on, or you know what I'm saying? The, no, nobody right. knows my wallet number's encrypted in that joint. Man, you just walk in and be like, damn, what's that? <laughs> like that's exactly. come on. Because the thing is with the thing is with me, when you get the um, when you purchase the minor chocolate angel, I'm actually am gonna send you over the um actual psd png jpeg file to get it printed if you want to and if we can work anything out i'll get it printed and sent to you as well because i've been seeing that certain people with their like one dude was like you purchase this nft you get a free shirt with it or something like that and so those are things that are actually making it more incentive making it a more of an incentive to buy your nft mm -hmm. as opposed to um um i just, just got files on my computer but the computer exactly because i'm looking at um the bear champ dude the bear champ guy that makes the bear champ uh I, in I, chicago I, yeah, yeah yeah jc uh jc who was one of my like biggest like i watch him a lot because he's one of my biggest like inspirations on how to like do this art shit. Mm -hmm. um he's coming out with an nft dropping this week but it's a 3d like almost like animation but he's actually going to like when you purchase that nft you actually get the pain that goes along with it okay that was the inspiration for the nft you feel me and so those, those are things that are taking us to the next level where it's like, yeah, you get this digital thing, but you're going to get a physical copy of this will, and you're going to be the only person that has this mm -hmm. and nobody else will. And that's what I did with the Mana, with the Mana, um, with the Mana, uh, the Mana Kid Angel series. Like literally no one else will have those and you will be able to get that printed or printed up however you see, whatever size you choose. And so that's, that, that's where we where you make it unique and people are kind of like expounding upon this because there are some people that are giving leaving 3d designs to actually make it where you can print that design if you want to mm -hmm. which is right. the crazy and unique part about all this nft stuff which is That's why i'm like artists need to get in on this because it's like you yeah. can you can you can figure out how to make money for yourself and figure out how to become marketable it's all about creating a, pl a plan and people love exclusive shit. That's first of all, right? And second of all, I know it's a non-fungible token, right? But people love tangible stuff. So giving away a t-shirt or having an actual piece of art or, you know what I mean? Like, especially a one-of-one, -one, like that's just, I mean, most people in the art community or who, who are collectors, they water at the mouth, you know what I mean? Even hearing that type of shit, like, okay, exactly. let me take this because it's not exactly. only about being creative with the art, but it's being creative with the presentation and being creative with your marketing. You know, it kind of like exactly. helps the artist yes. build more skills. Exactly. And so that's and that's and that's how I see it, because it's like you can ultimately become like I see it as like I'm giving myself a six month plan where I'm like, once we get all of them in, in circulation and I'm verified, because the thing is right now, verification actually helps a lot with your nft process because it's like you can't even search your nft if you're not verified no one can yeah. search your nft if you're not verified they can just sign into their wallet pull it up and possibly buy it you know but other than that if you're not verified people are not really looking at you because they don't know if your work is original they don't know if this is something that 
If you're trustworthy, you, yeah. You're, exactly. And so that's where verification comes through. I say, once you do this and you're ready to go in and make an NFT, do the verification process first, get your stuff verified. Then when you're when you're verified, drop your NFT because you're already on the market. You don't have to wait a week or later too for it to actually hit the market and get it out there. You know, it's already out there. Are you talking about right. NFT wallets? Wallets. What, what's the most popular wallet right now? For, right for now, I'm using I'm using MetaMask. That was the easiest one for me to use um, and understandable. I know there's Coinbase. Um, right. People are using that because you can trade cryptocurrency, buy cryptocurrency through that as well. But I'm only using MetaMask because I'm not trading at the moment. I'm just mm -hmm. simply just piling it all in and using it to mint my stuff and get it out there. Right. So when you when you got the wallet, did you have to put some money in? Oh, you initially? didn't actually have to put. I didn't okay. have to put any money in initially. So that's the crazy thing about it. When I initially got the wallet. I just got it and made it and made my rareable account and was just going through rareable, looking at NFTs hey. all the day, seeing what, seeing who was the top seller for the day, top seller for the week, top seller for the month, and just getting the idea of what people want to seek, want to collect, you know. Oh, and that was the biggest thing about it, just learning the market, because like, like I say, like people are going for things that are multiple versions of it, but they're unique versions of it, you yeah. know. And so, and and people are running those series over and over and over. Like it's a hundred of those motherfuckers, three hundred of those. And I'm like, damn. Like, and they're all for like, they're all for like point five and point one yeah. or some or for a one in theory. And I'm like, that shit don't seem like it was that much to do, but I can do that, and I <laughs> I know I can do that, and I and I and I know I have the capability, and I can create something unique to be able to translate that translate across the market as well. And so that's where I just feel like artists just should just, you know, do your research, create the account, see how the market's looking, see what you like, see what you don't like about it, and go and, and jump into the one that you feel the most comfortable jumping into. Like, I feel like I can compete on Rarible because Rarible doesn't seem like it's just for the big guys. You feel me? The big known artists. It seems like anybody, like I actually ran, a, I came across, um, um, I'm about to fuck this name up so bad. <laughs> um, uh, Takashi Murakami. Takashi Murakami. Okay. Yeah, okay. Takashi Murakami. Yeah. I'm so sorry. Yeah. I cannot forget. I cannot remember his first name. I'm losing And so, yeah. So like, it, I was looking at. I, I actually found his rareable, and it was like so crazy because I'm looking at the NFTs that he's getting ready to drop, and it's yeah. literally like stuff of his work that he's already did, and I'm just like. Yeah. It's crazy how they're gonna be, how people are gonna be finessing this market and making oh, yeah. money off of this market, you know. Of course. And so it's just like that's why I'm like, that's why I'm telling the artists that are little and unknown, you can get on this market and make yourself somebody. You feel me? And that's the big part about it, because like you don't even have to steal art; you can steal a fucking tweet if you want to. Oh yeah, we we saw that Jack, the owner of Twitter, actually put up his first tweet as an NFT. Mm -hmm. and of course, Probably. people are gonna buy it because. Buy it. Oh, right. the history of Twitter, you know, it's yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> so and that's on on Rarible. Um, is it everything? Have you seen two D, three D art, even audio on Rarible, or is it just have, like okay, okay? I've seen photography, I've seen animations, I've seen two D art, three D art, I've seen even there's there was an NFT like the because the first form of NFT I really came across that I was telling um Lou about our homie Lou about. Um, was like this tops card NFT highlight reel box. Okay, yeah. And so it was like a tops card, but it was just a highlight from that player, you know. 
Oh yeah, that no, the that's what they're doing on uh, NBA Top Shop. I think yeah, that's what so it's that, called. I think that's, that's what, it's what it called. was. And, and 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 then that was the first form of NFT that I had heard about and saw that people were buying up. But I was like, what is this? And like, they're making like, money. They're they're exactly. able to resell like, like moments, buddy, like plays, buddy, like a top buddy, ten. Yeah. I swear, buddy bought like. I think one buddy bought like five hundred thousand dollars worth, and he sold them for like six million. That's crazy, crazy, right? And Come so, on, like man. I say, this this NFT game is going to be the game changer for art. You know? Yeah. Like, like we going to like we like think about it. Eventually, one day we'll be just sitting with virtual headsets on in an NFT gallery. That's, no, that's that, a fact. That's the, I, I heard that's uh, the ultimate. That's the ultimate vision. Like that's the vision that we can take these things to. You feel me? Where we're we're literally just having people come to a space, sit down, and put headphones on and walk through this space as and see this NFT virtual gallery. I heard Jim Jones speak on that because you know he's he's really big on NFTs and cryptocurrency right now, like more than a lot of people would think. But he was saying that it's getting to a space, like you said, they're going to have digital galleries or just digital spaces. Like he said, he he he's like, I heard him say he's out here trying to like develop and make like, I mean, I don't want to speak for him, but it the way he was saying it, it kind of made it seem like he was trying to make digital Harlem or something. Like right. real digital worlds are about to pop up. To be bump. Exactly. You know, and and this is kind of the building block for it. Exactly. Oh, like exactly. you're gonna be able to like really it's, like plug in and, <laughs> and see like, that's this what world, bro. Right now we're in phase one of NFTs, and like when I say by phase two, phase three, it'll be mind blowing what they'll be doing with because right. like I say, I like I was able to go like I literally was able to tap on a website, do a virtual gallery of NFTs and like I could buy a digital print of it as well. And like that was just like we're getting to that space where you can like these places used to be like you had to know somebody to get in, you know. Right. And so right now we're changing the market and changing the game and opening it up to where everybody is going to be on a lane, a, a level playing field. You feel me? Like. There's nobody, okay, you know this artist, he's big, okay, but you're going to be on that same platform with him and be able to compete with him, so come with it, you know? And so, like, that's the that's the ultimate, that's, that, that's the beauty of this NFT game. It's hard to not want to compete when you see people like Beeple out here. Um, I'm, I'm sure you've heard of him. He, I think he sold the uh, most expensive NFT or something at, like, $60 million. Yeah. And it was so, one of those like pictures that was made up of, you know, thousands of many, many, many pictures. You know, it's like a, a yeah, collage, like a collage type of thing. Yeah. yeah, I saw that. Yeah, and so that's, it's like that's yeah. Like, <laughs> you see those stories? How do you not yeah. want to hop in? Hop in, like, because it's like that's what I'm saying. Like, you don't know. Like, that's what I'm saying. Like, I have a lot of people that like tell me like they want to buy art and they don't, they can't get a print or something. Like, I ran out of prints. And so I'm like, well, this kind of changes it up. Like, I know some people actually have cryptocurrency and like they can purchase it through that way. And so this gives me the opportunity to, to actually market, uh, create those different forms of revenue as an artist, you know? And so, like I say, like, I'm hoping that one day, like somebody buys the Mana Kid. Like, I'm hoping, like, I know somebody's gonna buy it eventually soon, but like, I'm just hoping when somebody buys the Mana Kid and you and then resells it for, over a thousand some dollars and like that's just gonna be a beauty for me and, and like look, that'll be you know like i told you once you sell one 
and it kind of speaks to what you were saying about verification. You kind of get your 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 trust with the public. You know, it gets a boost. So when somebody mm-hmm. buys one from you and they're happy with their purchase, you know, you upload another one. And, and, you know, like you told me, you have multiple versions of the Amana Kid Angel. So it's like, all right, you know, you sell one, you put a few more versions up. Obviously, those will sell, too, because if one sold, the others will sell. But then it exactly. sets you up for whatever else you want to do with an NFT because someone's going to be like, hey, I already cop from him. I like his stuff. He's trustworthy. He's verified. There's someone real behind there. So, mm-hmm. I mean, that's that's been a big, big thing for me because I, I mean, like I said, you and me are both helping cabs. So it's kind of like, OK, but it's also like, hey. As far as me being a you know a musical artist, I kind of want to put out an NFT like we were talking with Noza. So I yeah. I, I kind of want to see how how your experience goes before I hop in, and then when I do hop in, I'm already gonna you know be sitting down with an expert to be like, all right, do this, do that, do this, do that. Um, mm-hmm. So you know that's kind of why like I'm I'm trying to send you like the black NFT page and stuff like that like those no, people to me that. seem like they're not charging they're, for promo they're and legit stuff no like that. no they're legit like because the guy reached out to me today and he saw my thing and he's like you want to post this on our page and I'm like I right, I would love to like you guys have enough I definitely buku amount of followers and I I would love to get that exposure and get my NFT out there and just let people know that this is what I'm working on you know as well you know just let them know that I'm still working but yeah uh-huh. um. I mean, I mean, I'm down to negotiate prices. It's like originally, like I say, it was supposed to be set at two fifty, yeah, two fifty to two fifty to three hundred, but it skyrocketed. To Gee, 50. I'm telling you, it was like five eighty six <laughs> when I looked at it. I, like, I looked at it today, and it's like six thirty. So I'm like, I told like I can relist. Like the good thing about Rarible, they'll let you relist the price. And so what I'm like, I told people like. If you really are interested in buying and it seems too steep for you, come talk to me and we can negotiate some. Cause yeah. I'm like originally it was supposed to be 250 to 300. So I'm yeah. like, the fact that it's sitting at six something right now is really scary to me. But like Buddy was saying, we can't, he like, we can't sit here and keep changing the price as Ethereum raises. Like we have to, we have to stay hold to something. Yeah, really? yeah, so it's like, yeah. And so like, and as an artist, like I always say, don't lowball yourself because you never know. Um, where your art will go and what it, and who will buy it, you know? And so that's the biggest part about this is just like, don't lowball yourself in the beginning of this, make it reasonable for you, for for people to make it um, purchasable. Yeah. And now, and so, you know, I kind of, I kind of want to get back to um, kind of where I was going with that black NFT page. You know, the first time I even heard of them or followed their page was because I was listening to them on Clubhouse and they were saying how important it is for Black people to get involved with NFTs just because of the the nature and the history of Black art kind of being copied and devalued and, and kind exactly. of just like run over, even though we see it, right? We see it in music. We see it in art. You know, I, I know there's been way more artists than Basquiat, but let's just say Basquiat because that's an easy name to mind right now. Mm-hmm. He he might have died without really seeing that fame, like a lot of artists and things like exactly. that. But now you and see his style art. replicated. So black art just over the years has been very valuable because everybody wants a piece of it. Obviously, they want right. to make money off of it. So that's, you know, the record labels. That's anybody who's working with actual artists like galleries mm-hmm. and things like that. But 
it's also devalued because we're not getting paid what we're owed. Exactly. And we're getting and forgotten say, I'm like, how many things like that. That's what I was going to say. I was going to say how many Basquiat's that were sold that Basquiat actually got uh, uh, some of those millions out of, you know? Like, exactly. And then it's like, and, is it, and it's like, and then after his death, how many were sold that his family got royalties for? So it's just like, this gonna change all of that, you know? Yeah. Like, that's what I'm saying. Like, I don't care if I sell an NFT for a dollar today, I'm getting 10% royalties once they hit a million if I die or something like that, you know? Yep. Like, it don't matter, you feel me? And that's the beautiful part about this. And so I just feel like, like you say, the thing is there aren't, I don't see a lot of black artists out there. And then the thing is, even if they are black, the thing is we don't try to make ourselves seem black on these marketplaces so we can see. Yeah, you're trying, to, that, you're trying to blend in. Yeah, exactly. And so it's like, I had, like, Louis, I had a picture of myself and so I was like, fuck that. Let me take that off and just put something that's like my work. You feel me? Mm-hmm. That'll like people will be able to translate. So it's like a bunch of different, like my, like a version like that. I made this like version of like uh, different Frankie faces all on one like page, like a spreadsheet. So I use that as my profile picture because I know people take heed to those like cartoony different facial expression things, you know? Yeah. And so I totally agree with you where it's like the black artists and black artists in general need to jump on this as well, because it's just like, we, we don't get, get in these spaces. And when we do get in these spaces, we get in there and it's late, you know, and like, we're not treated as fun. You feel me? So it's just like, I want, I want us to all jump on this so we can get our, our art out there and make our names. And just like you say, like, we kind of like push this culture forward, you know, like we, like we're like a lot of inspiration and stuff like that other than, other than Keith Herring comes from John Bastiat, like that's to keep it real, you know? And so right. I want to just, you know, I just want us to like, as a community, like even black artists, just like, if we have to create our own community where we can, if it's a discord, we're sending this to the people, the collectors, the black collectors and things like that, you know? Yeah. And that's what, and, and that was the thing about it where they were talking about, that was the thing that I had with the, um, the exclusivity thing where you have to pay like, okay, just because I pay for this doesn't mean that I'm going to get my stuff sold because what if this is just a, a room full of white collectors and they just want white shit, you feel me? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. like, like that's just like, that doesn't work out in my favor because I'm making black art, you know? Mm-hmm. And so that's why I just want, that's why I'm ultimately just hoping that we can find something that's an open market, you know, where we can just pay, pay a service fee where it's not too crazy and minting is not too crazy and we can get our own collections out there, you know, because like now nine times out of 10, you're putting your collection, like my collection is on Rarible, it's Rarible. It's not my, it's not my own collection because I don't have the bukus of Enthurium to fund my own collection right yep. now, you know? Yep. But, and so like, that's why I'm like, if we can create these open markets where we're promoting each other, if it's whether it's through Discord or connecting each other through Clubhouse with the collectors in the market, that's the ultimate goal. It's like to keep this market open where it's not, overpriced but it's not too like right now it's not heavy saturated you know yeah 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 it's not it's not lopsided there needs to be a balance that's maintained absolutely exactly okay so yeah so you got you got the amana collection you know ready to go you've got the first one that's released um and you know we'll throw some links down and you know put this on the screen as well um and you know you're helping me and noza with the with the uh <laughs> the cover yeah, for I'm, I'm cover for his coloring, project <laughs> coloring i'm actually in the coloring process of that now so you know just to follow up on our on our last discussion from from last episode we are we are moving so you know you'll see you'll see more go to art soon 
Um, but but what's next for you in the NFT space after the Amana collection? What what's um, next? So after, Where do you want to take it? What's your plan? So after the Amana collection, I pretty much plan on doing my own series, um, which will be uh, Frankie pieces, which will be like unique, um, exclusive, different versions of Frankie. Mm-hmm. Um, just like whether it's him just doing like I'm on the phone or him count money, but it's like I'm taking Frankie and I'm trying to make him this iconic cartoon character that I know he can be, you know? And if anyone doesn't know, Frankie is above Gordo right now on the wall behind him if you are paying attention and looking at the video. I don't know if I can zoom in, but I'll just move my camera. Yep. You know, and so, you know, I always felt that Frankie was like, when I created him, he was something unique, you know, and I'm I haven't given up on him, you know. I feel like he's the mascot of my brand. He's the mascot of what he is, you know, like Frankie Finesse. Like that whole idea behind him is that I can finesse myself through any situation in any circumstance, you feel me? Mm-hmm. And and come out on top and like, you know, every situation requires a little finesse, you feel me? And like, that's the idea of Frankie. And so I'm actually in a talks with one of my homies to actually create a um, children's book with Frankie. Hey, which we're, uh, which I'm thinking is going to be just alphabets where I'm just going to have him doing different things for different letters and stuff like that. And so like, it's like me personally, like I say, I'm like, I, 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 Frankie is just like translatable across multiple fields. You feel me? And so like, that's why I never wanted to kind of age him up or age him down. I kind of just loved where I had him at because I felt like he could do so much and I, I can create that keep it simple and childlike where I can keep come with that type of boondocks energy that was kind of part of his inspiration you feel me as well um and so like that'll be the next uh for me at nft wise is just creating those frankie pieces and getting those out there um as a personal uh solo project and then like possibly like i say we're working on we're working out this idea for frankie children's book you know on top of like the clothing like we getting the clothing brand stuff together as well so that's what um the primary focus is right now it's just that clothes like the uh nft frankie's the frankie uh, alphabet book and everything. Hell yeah. Hey, hey man, smarts meets artists meets street smarts. You feel me? Hey, the, I mean, it, the, it, it got a hug, got a hug, man. Got a hug. Got to, fam. And I like, I mean, I, what I Nipsey, like what Nipsey was like, Nipsey was like the marathon. marathon. I'm like, you feel me? Can't you stop me? at no point. I feel like, I feel like, cause I feel like I had got stagnant with art for a minute, but then I was just like, no, I'm just really doing a lot of research to get to where I want to be. Yeah, no, no, and and that's facts. And I really, I really do hope people really take heed to your words during this whole interview because a big thing, what you said was research. You did your due diligence. You did your research. You looked up which wallet was best for you based on what you're doing, which host is best for you based on what you're doing, who are the top sellers on, you know, Rarible and what they're doing. So I I think, um, yeah. And and to piggyback off that real quick, and just due to the fact that I chose Rebel, Rebel, the top sellers always change, mm-hmm. which makes it, which makes it, which ultimately made it the, which came, maybe made it the beauty for me. It's like, I can be one of these people. You feel me? Like, it, yep. it's like, it's like when Instagram first started and you want to get on the popular page, you know? Yeah. And yeah so yeah. it's like, like it, 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 that's how I feel about with Rebel. Like, you don't have these people that are like, well, no, you just have these artists that are making unique stuff and people are loving Gravitating. It. Yeah. So to, I guess, to to end this episode off with a final question, what is some advice you would give to somebody who's looking to start in NFTs? 
Um, I say just do a little bit of research about NFTs first. Then from there, just spend a couple, like if it's not, a, if it's just a week or a couple days on each different platform, seeing how it, how it regulates, seeing who's the top seller, seeing what's being sold, seeing um, how they are allowing other artists to join the, the platform, because that was the most thing about it. I couldn't figure out how to get on some of these spaces. You feel me? Yeah. Get on these get on these uh nft markets you feel me so that was the biggest part about real born open seas that was like very popular to me i can get on there you feel me like i can put anything on there once i make my wallet you know and so i know it was like uh nifty gateway was one of the ones that was like okay we gotta we gotta ask you to join and i'm like but that don't work out for me bro like i'm trying to sell now like i'm trying to get on there now so like I say, it's that research, um, figuring out NFTs, what you want to do with it, whether you want to do traditional art and then translate it over or whether you want to do 3D art. But it's like I say, me being a multimedia artist, this was perfect for me because I make GIFs, I make things like that. And so people were like, there was a discussion where GIFs came in play where like, hey, I purchased this GIF as an NFT. I damn near have to sell it to Jiffy now to, to get them to be able to use it, you know? And it's mm-hmm. like, I didn't think of things like that now. Hey, you feel me? Like- it's a lot out there. I'll tell you. Um, I don't know if you ever saw the meme of that little girl who's smiling, kind of like an evil smile, and the house is burning in the back yeah, the background. She's grown up now, and she, she sold, sold that 5, meme. Five thousand. Yep. Five hundred thousand. I just saw yep. that. I actually was. That was. That was. That was one of the things that solidified getting on the market. Because I'm just like, first off, how does she have? Like, like, first off, it's a picture that's been circulating for years, you know? Yeah. So it's just like, how do we know this original picture? It was just like, yeah. it's just, it's just, they just did it because this was her, you know? And it's the fact that it's, yeah, it's actually it's, her. Yeah, Somebody exactly. Somebody bought it from her. Yeah, exactly. So that was the only thing <laughs> behind it, that it was actually uh, her, you know? And so, like, that's why I'm like, do it. Like, if you, if you feel that. The traditional ways haven't been working for you in regards to art, selling your art and getting your art out there. This is the next way, because regardless of whether you sell a couple NFTs or anything like that, people will notice you and you will get followers. And if you're in, if you engage with the community, the community will accept you and engage with you as well. And so that was the biggest thing about it, because like I saw, like 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 I said, don't go to anybody talking about their charging for knowledge and things like that. This stuff is all free, and I learned it all my own. I asked a few people, and that was like that's the best way you can do about it. You don't have to pay for this knowledge. This knowledge is accessible. It's free, and there are people willing out here to teach you and show you how to do this stuff. So that, that's why I say, as artists, educate just educate yourself and then take yourself to the next level. That's a fact. Hey, Amen, ladies and gentlemen. This was Gordo. He just put yeah. us through a master class. <laughs> I'm rooting for the success, of course. Uh, you know, we're going to have the NFT picture up here on the screen for y'all. Uh, we're going to have the link below and they can find you at Rarible. But what's your uh, what's your uh, Twitter and socials for people looking for you? Uh, Gordo Eats. Gordo Eats is pretty much all my social media. G-O-R-D-O space E-A-T-S. Gordo Eats on everything. And that's that's Twitter. your name on Rarible as well? As you as well, yep. Let's go. Hey man, 
this is going to be one of many because we're going to keep checking in. <laughs> hey, definitely, definitely. We're going to keep saying, what's up? We got Gordo back for an update, you know? Update on the uh, NFT market. Let's go. Yes, sir. Episode 38 of the COD. You know what it is. It's the COD. We out. Come Full on. speed ahead. Go cop yeah. that Amana Kid Angel. Peace. Amana Kid Angel. You heard me? Peace. Yes, sir. <laughs>